This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast in which we discuss news, opinions and ideas about comedy. My name is David Munoz. And I'm Igor Monday. And today's topic is Can You Hack It? Now, this is a topic that I wanted to discuss based on something that Igor actually said. Uh, so, please, explain what the hell did you see? Yeah, so the idea came after watching a TV show that we've already mentioned and discussed in one of our episodes. Mm-hmm. It's a TV series based around a comedian trying to make it in stand-up. Basically, he starts from open mics and works his way through all the levels, etc., etc. Yeah. Uh, it's called Crashing, and mm-hmm. it's a pretty good watch. But there is a scene in this TV series where at, uh, I think it's Comedy Cellar, right? The the yeah, famous, yeah, venue, the the club, famous yeah. comedy club yeah. in New York, right? And while there is a show going on in the main like stage room, right? There are two comedians getting a drink at a bar or whatever, and they just hear it as a background noise. Basically, I guess they're on the second floor or something like this. Yeah, because it's like the hangout place. They have a hangout like in the upper upper floor, kind of off to the side. So, yeah, so what they hear is just the reaction of mm-hmm. the audience, right? And there is a comic performing that gets laughs every, I don't know, like 20, 30 seconds, the laugh of the whole room, yeah. right? And one of the comedians, uh, I don't remember the name, maybe you remember the name of this comic? Colin Quinn. Right. So he tells the other guy, I've learned in all my years in, in stand-up in business yeah. that if you get the whole room laughing, like 100% of the lo- room is laughing at your jokes, there's something hacky going on, right. right? And it it really kind of triggered some kind of thought process where I started thinking, wait, is that really true? Because, and it seems like it is from what I've seen here on our shows, mm-hmm. if you get 100%, and I'm talking about some showcases, feature shows, and so on. Not solo shows, not specials of one comic, because yeah. in that case, that's your audience. And yeah, of course, and they would laugh at your material. Yeah, right? and, they, and they and they know what to expect. So if, if you are a comedian who does, uh, let's put in quotation marks, hacking material, then they're expecting to hear that and see that. Right? Yeah, so like I'm, talking, yeah. I'm talking more about shows where there is kind of a lineup of, I don't know, four five, ten comics, mm-hmm. or this show in question, I guess it's a show that they do at the Comedy Cellar. It's a show where experienced, well-known, even kind of TV comedians can just drop by and do their set, right? So it's always an interesting mix of, let's say, older generation, newer generation, uh, some kind of one-liners, deadpan, storytellers, you know, yeah. you don't know what to expect. So in those kind of shows, if someone hits the target 100%, if they get 100% of people laughing, there's something hacky going on. Yeah, and that's wh- that's why it inspired me to propose this as a topic yeah. and to discuss wh- what is a hack, how does it work, should it work, yeah. etc. Okay, so then what is hack then, in your opinion? I mean, is it just something that's very base, like a base sort of humor? It's really simple and not intelligent? Or is it something that, is it a gimmick? What, what do you think? What is hack for the listener to kind of get an idea? Because I think even for comedians, sometimes it's a little bit difficult to discern what is hack. I would say that anything that you know will bring you some kind of easy results without hard work, that's a hack, mm. right? So if you know that some kind of tag, punchline, or the whole joke bit will work before you've ever actually workshopped it, practiced it, updated it, 
fine tune it, whatever. Yeah. So if if you know that it's gonna work based on something that people always laugh at, right? So you're gonna get the crowd on your side and you're gonna get the crowd laughing without putting that work in. I would say uh-huh. it's it's like, you know, it's similar to video games, for example, when you, instead of learning, we play a fighting game, yeah. and instead of learning all the moves, you just button smash and you get, you know, you, you win. <laughs> so that's or even worse you just look up some cheat codes online yeah. and you get like the best weapon or the best vehicle or whatever and yeah. that's your way to to beat the boss you know what was you, it uh in in doom War, it was iddqd god mode just throw it on id clip go through the walls who cares and uh or e honda and street fighter just button smash the punch and move forward and just corner them. Yeah, spam, spam the same, spam, spam the yeah. same move. They cannot get up, and you. Yeah. So that's the thing. I, I think if you do something with the attention of winning, in this case, winning means getting the room laughing at your joke yeah. without the intention of putting work in, but just simply reaching that result. You yeah. know, exploiting some kind of weakness of that. <laughs> Of that specific platform or format, Room or right? Whatever. Yeah. So I would say that's that's a hack. Now, in what kind of form it comes? I would say it comes in different forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, comedians can use different instruments for hacking, right? <laughs> uh, I well, was, in a way, I guess that's where the word ha- to hack comes, like life hack or to hack a computer program, something like that. I guess you are hacking the audience to get that that laugh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, you're skipping the work to get the result you want. You are yeah. hacking, you are breaking the mold in a way, mm-hmm. but not like in a good way. I mean, not not in a way well, that you are- Well, see, this is the thing. Like some people would say, well, isn't that what you're trying to do? You're trying to get everyone to laugh. So who cares how you do it? Just hack away and you make everyone feel great and walk out of the room going, I laughed for 20 minutes straight. That was brilliant. Well, that is the question, because if we, again, use the analogy of video games, Mm. is the joy in winning or is the joy in playing? No. If I play a game and I reach the boss and I should level up to get to be that boss, I should, I don't know, find the right weapons, find the right, I don't know, equipment and so on, fight smaller battles to upgrade my level, etc. But if I just reach this boss and I know it's weak to fire and I just use one fire spell and beat it. Yeah. Is it worth beating this boss? You know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah. the real question. I understand that the point, and I keep repeating this, the point of a comedian and the point of a stand-up show is to make people laugh, yeah. to make to make people feel entertained and to make them leave this place and go home happier than they were. Mm-hmm. No question about it. But I think it's not only about getting there. It's yeah. also about how you get there, in my opinion. As mm. Maybe it's my in, insight into the art of comedy since uh-huh. I see it as a comic as well. Yeah. You know, maybe for the audience, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, they don't care. It's like, as long as me laugh, me happy. <laughs> I, I, I pay, I laugh, I happy. Okay, so now what we have just done is accents. Can accents be hacky? Well, I mean, I would say that they can, but... Because I think we were just a little bit hacky. Yeah, <laughs> but I, we're not doing this podcast to make people laugh. We're doing this podcast to have a platform to speak our mind. Uh, opinions <laughs> opinions <laughs> news and ideas so yeah i would say that accents are hacky well there's a really good definition of doing accents on stage by uh phil wang philly philly wang wang the yeah, wang man the wang man himself who just released a new special on netflix maybe a month ago damn i still gotta watch that and he he describes it in a, in a really funny but also correct way that if you do an accent properly Mm -hmm. that's fine Mm. if you do an accent and it's 
doesn't sound right, so you're not good at doing that accent, yeah. then it's not fine. Basically, because yeah. doing an accent properly means that you've acquired a new skill, you've practiced, mm -hmm. you've trained. It's like a good actor will, yeah. will perform a different character, a different True. person. Well, a bad actor will do it poorly, right? So yeah. if you do the accent poorly, then it's a mistake and don't do it because it's also like ra racist, it's also hacky and so on. If you do it well, so I don't know if if I do if I could do a, a really good Puerto Rican accent, right? Yeah, that's I mean, in, and I do a Puerto Rican character on stage with it with this accent. That's fair, right? I've learned this. I practice. Brilliant. This. I, yeah, I'd be impressed. I, I would be impressed. impressed. You can do Puerto Rican. I'd be like, holy shit! I mean, I'm struggling with English accent. <laughs> so if I could manage to add another accent to my repertoire and good this time and a good one, yeah, yeah, I would I would consider that a success. Yeah. So I think in in in. That regard, he's mm. very much right because I think doing an accent properly yeah. is one thing, but butchering an accent. Mm. We have here in Moscow a lot of comics that basically they we perform in English, right? But then when they when they tell a story that or when they uh, how would you say that channel a mm. Russian character, yeah, they would speak English with a Russian accent, right? To show that this was a Russian person speaking. Yeah. But first of all, they use that kind of you know seventies James Bond Russian accent, yes. which no one really has in real life. Maybe like one out of thousand Russians when they speak English, they have that actual accent, you know, like the fake Hollywood Russian accent. Yes. And second of all, even that that accent they butcher. Yeah. It just sounds like yes. And my Russian neighbor then told me, uh, yes, uh, if uh, you go to shop, uh, you take. They sound like Borat. That, yeah, but say, that is not Bond villain. If Bond villain speaks, I don't think Bond could take him seriously. Bond would be like, excuse me, I'm just leaving this fucking place. You're, well, you're, you're a fucking joke, mate. Basically, they sound like here. a bad, bad impersonation of Borat. Which I is was trying to do Sean bad... Connery, by the way. That was meant to be Sean Connery. No, that's that wasn't a bad impersonation of Borat that you were doing. I'm saying <laughs> no, no, me, mine was doing Sean Connery. No, I'm, I saying, what, I'm also doing accents. Yeah, I know here. what you were doing, yeah. but I'm saying like basically, if they want to introduce a Russian person, a Russian character, mm -hmm. why not just say that? Or if you want to do the accent, then practice that accent and do it properly. That's the whole. That's the whole point. Yeah. But okay, besides accents, what else would you consider a hack? Okay, uh, what else can be a hack? Um, I don't know. Well, this is what I want to discuss with you. Can a certain style of joke? be a hack because this is what also got me thinking about this sort of topic was that one night my wife and I were at the comedy club right uh, we were watching I can't remember if I was performing or not but there's a one of our comedians he has a certain joke it's very popular it's very funny I laughed every time I hear it but it is a very kind of typical sort of joke and then he did the same exact same structured joke twice in one set he then came up with the second one that used the exact same structure and the second time, of course, only gets about oof, a third of the laugh at best because it's already it's like the exact same as previous. So obvious. And then it was really funny because on this other one night, two other comedians used the exact same structure as well. And it was it's it's the comparative structure. It's it's the joke where basically, let's say you have Justin Bieber and Mother Teresa. So you're going to talk about the character of Justin Bieber. You go, oh yeah, Justin Bieber and Mother Teresa. One of these people is an egomaniacal person who just craves attention and was a camera-hungry whore. The other one is Justin Bieber. 
No, I see. That yeah. one. Yeah. That one. Yeah. And so you take ticker parries and you do the, the switch, the one you don't expect. And in that case, that one's not a bad one. It is a little bit on the clever side because Mother Teresa did come under some criticism and has in the past. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but has come under criticism of the way that she ran her sort of charity and things like that, that she was kind of – there were better ways to do it, but she refused it apparently because she wanted the attention or something or it was better for her rather than the people. So there is – so you could do it in a clever way. But it's still kind of hacky. I mean, it's the same joke. I think, yeah, when we talk about formats of jokes, it's similar yeah. to, I would say, the the rule of three. Mm. Another kind of well, common and well-used format of a joke. What setup, setup, punchline. Basically, setup, setup, twist, right? Yeah. So uh, there is this actually very common kind of a pop joke or whatever. They say that one in every five people is Chinese. Uh-huh. You know, like one in every five people in the world is Chinese. Right. So we have five people in, in our family and I don't know who is it. Is it my brother John or my sister Jenny or my brother Cho Peng? Right. So yeah. it's that one. It's like one, two, three, right? Okay, I get it. But the thing is, the punchline is totally up to you. The premise you create completely up to you. Here, the punchline is already given to you. It's you take A, you take B, and you seem like you're describing B, but you actually, oh no, you sound like you're describing A, but you actually say it's B. I mean, that is just, it's just the obvious. It's just like, there's not even a, you don't even require to think of the punchline. The punchline is literally given to you. Rule of three, you still have to create the punchline. You still have to create which shock twist, because it doesn't have to be that kind of shock twist. It could be any kind. So I would say that those jokes are hacky if you build your whole material or or set around Mm. those kind of jokes. It's if you overuse it, right? Because I think any format becomes tired if you overuse it. I think in that case that you've just described, because, and I remember that show as well, there were at least two comics. One had two jokes and the other one had one joke with that exact structure, with that exact format. And then you hear it the first time and it catches you by surprise. And that's the whole gist of stand-up. The idea is to set up an expectation, then twist that expectation, right? And that's how it works. So first time they got you. Second time they're like, comparing two things that are uncomparable or whatever and you see that they're leading you down the path of the oh, same path yeah, you, yeah gonna, i know how this goes you, you're gonna you're des- tell me you're describing it's B. you're describing a mm-hmm, it's probably gonna end up being b right yeah. but then when another comedian already prepared their material and they have that same joke in them and they come right after this comedian <laughs> then it's just unfortunate but i would say that yeah i wouldn't say it's necessarily a hack but it's definitely a format that is by now tired and overused yes this is what i'm wondering what's the difference between hack and like overused because in that case and then i remember i saw uh, actually uh jimmy carr use it on the series of the fix in his introduction introducing monologue and usually introduction monologues you do expect like certain formats to pop up i mean if you're a comedian and you want to know how do you write jokes watch a lot of these monologues that people do at the beginning of shows like quiz shows or things like that when you have one comedian presenter or like a late night talk show because you'll notice because they're limited for time they use very basic joke structures a lot of times they use the same premise over and over again or they use the same uh, format but yeah so <clears throat> that and he, he used it I remember both my wife and I because I think it was literally the day after we had seen this show where three three comedians had done like four jokes or something like that and then we saw this the next day we're like oh my god is everyone doing the same damn joke well i know that for example especially jimmy carr for his little introductions of other guests at at those kind of panel shows Mm. and stuff he writes 
very often that little twist. Yeah. So it's just kind of today our guest is David Munoz. David Munoz is from Spain. Mm. Poor, hot, and extremely angry. David Munoz is blah blah. So you yeah, have an yeah. idea that I'm talking about Spain, but I'm actually talking about you. Yeah. And that's a very common like in, little introduction kind of uh, sentence or whatever to to make a little joke about. Yeah, but uh, and, and but if you have like six guests on a show and you introduce each one mm. with the same structure, it's yeah. gonna get tired again. <laughs> yeah. So that's 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 I think I wouldn't say it's a hack. I would say if you have one of those jokes in your set and you're the only one who has that joke in your set, then mm. you're fine. If sadly there are six people at the show and six people have a joke that's written in that exactly the same way, then it's just unfortunate. And yeah, it's repetitive. It's tired. But mm. I don't think it's necessarily a hack because even those jokes, they don't have a 100% hit rate. So, well, especially not when it's the third time you've heard it. Yeah, so that's why I would say that it's not a hack. It's, if anything, it's quite risky. If, if yeah. someone has that same joke before you, then you're fucked, yeah. right? Because people are going to know what to expect. Right. Uh, I would say that, for example, in my mind, something hackier than that is using foreign language. For example, mm. I'll, I'll give you an example. So we live and perform in Moscow, Russia, mm -hmm. and many people, and we do stand-up in English, right? Which yeah. is a novelty thing on its own. Right, but yeah. then we have comics, especially foreign comics, who come and they do their punchlines in Russian, which is one of two things. Ah. It's either I yeah. mispronounce the word so it's funny, yeah. foreigner, foreigner make haha. -ha. You know, <laughs> I mispronounce the word so it's funny. Are you got to do it in an accent, Igor. Foreigner make haha. -ha. Oh, yeah. Of Very course. good. Yes. Thank now you. you will die, Bond. You will die. Thank you. And the other one is. I misunderstood two words that sound similar. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. So I think both of these things are the most obvious and basic example of what a hack is, because you know that people will laugh at a person from, I don't know, another part of the world, a person from Philippines pronouncing a Russian word in a funny way. Yeah. Maybe even mispronouncing it so it sounds like another word, which is like a dirty word or a funny word or something, yeah. you know. And you know that's going to get a laugh just because it's it's a word in their own language pronounced by a foreign person, right? It's just this kind of gimmick that I think it's it's a proper hack. The other one yeah. is comparing two words that sound similar. And that only works, I mean, it only works. It, it works here because people also go like, ha ha, foreigner funny, he's stupid, he don't know what mean. You oh, know what he I just, mean? he mix up two words. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. funny. Like, I, I did it at actually at a dinner party. Well, I didn't, I didn't go all the way through it. I, I saw where I was going with the word and I stopped myself. And they're the ones who actually completed it for me. So I was trying to say skuchna, which means boring. And I went such. And then I stopped and went, mm, you no, know, no, because that is a mutt, the, the end of that. And they all went, is it that one you're trying to say? I'm like, no, no, I'm not trying to say whore or whatever it is uh, thing. I'm like, no, I'm not trying to say whore. I'm trying to say mm, the other one when, you know, not excited. Like, oh, right. Boring. And I'm like, yeah, that's the one. Boring. Yeah. It's like, right. So, you know. I mean, it can happen. Yeah. I, it's, I mean, it happened yeah. to me a hundred times. But... <laughs> 
the, the thing is, if you intentionally look for words, or even if it happens, but then you turn it into a whole joke, and I know some comics that had, I don't know, five punchlines in their 15-minute set, and all five punchlines are just misunderstandings of different words, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's kind of, imagine if a comic comes to, a foreign comic comes to, I don't know, Edinburgh Fringe, or it comes mm -hmm. to, I don't know, whatever, some kind of audition for America's Got Talent or whatever. Yeah. And their best punchline is like, Oh, yes. Uh, and they asked me, if, do I have a dollar? And I said, no, I only have a few penis. Haha, <laughs> get it, penis, because it sounds like penis. Yeah. Like, no, it's just people would be like, oh, come on, man, really? Come on. But sadly, in non-native English-speaking countries, yeah. when you do stand-up in English and then you use such kind of words that sound similar and one is a regular word and one is a funny word, it almost always works. I see people really, really laughing at that and really enjoying such punchlines. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a proper hack because you you wrote that joke with the attention of playing exactly, not, not the intention of creating a well-structured, intelligent, unique joke, yeah. but with the intention of, ha ha, make mistake, ha ha, people laugh. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Or what about like, you know, if someone, uh, the part where I, I think it's, well, I guess it is a hack, but it's a very, very specific hack to hear. Like you, people in New York or, or London or any like English speaking country will not have this hack, but it's the hack when the person, and I've seen it happen where obviously the comedian makes the joke, they do it in English and maybe out of frustration that it doesn't get the laugh that they think it should they will repeat the punchline in Russian or something like that. And, or, they'll, or they'll make sure that they use the last line, the main hitting line in the native language because they want to make sure that no one misses it. And you can tell when that happens. I remember once we were in, it was during a competition, a comedian had a bit which was about this misunderstanding, but they hadn't explained this word in English. And you could tell all the foreigners who didn't know Russian because for the next like three minutes, they had the lost look on their face. It was so easy to see because the comedian had just kind of gone too far without explaining. They missed one crucial point. If they explained it, then it wouldn't have been a hack. But because they hadn't, it became kind of hack. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, here we have a very specific situation and we keep repeating that almost in every episode because it, it differs so much from yeah. like native speaking countries or people doing just Russian stand up in Russia, right? Yeah. But I would say that the 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 issue is not maybe when they are when they I mean this is another issue and we talked about it when you talk about language and comedy, how some people just do English stand-up but perform 40% in Russian. And then all the foreigners who don't speak Russian are just sitting there feeling stupid because they can't understand the joke. And mm -hmm. I think this is also a problem. But the other problem, I think, is also the fact that sometimes they do the punchline, people don't laugh, and then they translate that punchline into Russian mm -hmm. to get people to laugh. Because then, again, it, it's just it's that element, it's uh, out of place. Yeah. I've done three-minute bit in English, and now I just repeat that same word or sentence in Russian and it just feels a bit out of place and people laugh at that yeah. it doesn't matter maybe even without an accent maybe it's a Russian person but I think yeah this is a hack this is a gimmick because you basically what you planned on doing didn't work yeah. and now you're doing something that you know will work just by default not by your work not by your commitment not by your quality of joke mm -hmm. but just by default just by it being what it is Okay, so to go from that, to kind of jump into something that I think that is a hack 
in anywhere you go, no matter the language that you're, um, well, the country that you're performing in, I think a hack that you can find anywhere is the swearing shock value hack. I know that when we started here in, in Russia, it was a big thing. That was probably the biggest hack first off because a lot of the comedians were native uh, speakers or at least very close to it uh, in some ways or regard that like they had lived overseas and things like that. So they had no problems expressing themselves. But the problem was that they would use shock value swear words, you know, certain topics that maybe might be considered a bit hack. W- what do you think about that? Well, this is, if you go to Russian stand-up, for example, yeah. a majority of comics, they use swearing and curse words a lot, like every second word. And I think this is a hack as well, because you're basically, to, to an extent, you can, let's say, enhance your point or punchline or highlight some kind of funny word or something if you sandwich it, you know, between two curse words. So if you say this fucking car on the fucking road it it sounds heavier than this car on the road right yeah, so if you're trying to if you're trying to get a, the point across and mm-hmm. you use that but that's sometimes what they do but sometimes they just put swear words in there because it's just swear words always sound funny especially if you're swearing in a fancy kind of club or a restaurant you know where people are it's just anything out of place is always funny yeah right so again if it's an instrument to get the guaranteed cheap laugh then i think it's a hack and if you repeat it and overuse it to compensate for the lack of tags or punchlines or jokes overall then it's definitely a hack yeah because i remember in the beginning it was like yeah anytime that you mentioned like penis dick cock or anything like that i remember you used to get a big laugh uh when we first were performing like most my times- penis my penis still gets big laughs, laughs. Uh, yeah, it's good to hear. Good to hear, buddy. Quite proportional. That's, that's, that's what that's what my mom said too. Yeah, she said it's still funny. So- Your mom. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You have to explain this one. So, so you're trying to say that my penis is funny, but but your mom said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. in your in your burn of she's me, doing well. Yeah, in, in your but you're not so well. In your burn of me, I fucked your mom. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'm trying to twist the hack. You see, well, it's hacky, and now twisting it to be unhacky. Yeah. I mean, it it worked, I guess. And I said, hey, good for my mum. How old are you? 33. Yeah, she's doing great. How old is she? She's I forgot to ask. 74, I think, I believe for now, yeah. She's 74. I believe so, yeah, yeah. Well, she looks not a day older than 65. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass that on. She'll be very pleased. Um, but <laughs> to get back on board, because for a lot of Russians, because at the time we also were getting a lot of people who barely knew any English, and we still do sometimes, and hearing this swear was like a bit, ooh, ooh, he said penis, oh, oh, masturbation, tits, oh, tits. And, you know, it was just like, but the story is really crappy like and they don't have a coherent thought sort of like me at the moment well i would say that yeah it it can work to an extent Mm. but at the same time you might actually lose a big part of the audience with that because yeah uh, again there is also quite common here at our shows that you would have people who consider those kind of things really taboo so you would have half of the room giggling and laughing because haha funny double word but half of the room really kind of crossing their arms and being "Mm, i don't want to hear about penises on friday evening that's a no-no word for me or like a no-no topic you know masturbation vaginas porn whatever jesus that's a no-no for me you know so 
it's 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 kind of it can work it's a risk but mm. if you're doing if you're mentioning those words and putting them into your set just because you expect that mm -hmm. they will get a laugh, not because the joke is actually funny, but because your punchline isn't, and then you've added a swear word to punch it up, mm -hmm. then I think, yeah, it's a, it's a hack. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is there anything else um, that you would like to, like any other hacks? I think another one that I've noticed is using just a well-known common premise. Ooh, okay. So the punchline might be yours, the punchline might be new, but using some kind of well-known a joke that works as a pub joke or something like this as well, but then maybe a little bit like rewriting it so it fits your set or your material. I would say this is also hacky because you know that people are going to laugh at it anyways. And only if you use it in a smart, intelligent, unique way, I think it's genius. If you turn the hack yeah. into an actual an actual joke. And I'll give you an example. There is this joke by Milton Jones, mm -hmm. who is a British one-liner comedian, and he does a bunch of those like Mock the Week and panel shows. He also does Live at the Apollo and this kind of shows. And he does regularly well in the normal world. He did mm. the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yep. And he had this joke that I firstly, I, I've heard it for the first time, I think during the Live at the Apollo bit or something like that, yeah. like this, where he says that he traveled to Ireland, I I guess yeah. to Dublin or whatever and blah 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 something and then he goes yeah aren't those Irish people lame or whatever something like this they all laugh because it's London and you know Irish are the butt of the joke always and then he goes guess who I used as an example in Dublin yeah. Meaning that when he was in Dublin, he said, ha, aren't British people, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he did the Melbourne Comedy Festival and did exactly the same thing. He did the joke and used New Zealanders, Kiwis, yeah. as the funny ones, as the yeah. butt of the joke. And then he said, ha, guess when I did last week, when I did the show in Auckland, guess who was the the example the yeah. which which i think is a is a brilliant twist on that well-known and tired format of a joke well exactly because what he's done is he's taken that hack and he's using that hack to make an actual intelligent point and pointing out just how hack it is so in a way he's kind of making fun of people for laughing at it in the first place and saying it's such an easy hack that you can switch it either way so by laughing at them really you're kind of laughing at yourself because you have to take laughing yeah, at Yeah, because all. I use yeah. it on you as well. Yeah, so that's exactly. The, I think, and, and in all, I've seen him do it three times in different yeah. countries, and that first thing would get a laugh, mm -hmm. but I think it would get that kind of like, ha ha, but I've heard it laugh yeah. but then this little twist that he added would yeah. get a proper laugh because people laugh and then he laughs at their laugh. Basically, yes, that's exactly, the point. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think using some kind of common premise and then just re rewriting the jokes so it fits your mm -hmm. set. I would say this is a hack because, you know, there is always in every country, there is some kind of nation, neighboring country usually yeah. that historically had some, I don't know, rivalry, rivalry, war, whatever. Football, war, whatever. Yeah, something that, you know, in Portugal, it's Spanish. In Spain, it's Portuguese. In Germany, yeah. it's Austrians. In Austria, it's Germans. In yeah. Russia, it's Ukrainians. In Ukraine, it's Russians. In England, it's uh, Irish, etc., etc., right? Yeah. Canadians, Americans. So there is always... So just using that, I think, and then just being like, yeah, last week I came from Canada. Aren't they polite? And they told me, sorry. Oh, Great. Mm. You know what I mean? So just using a well-known common premise that's been chewed up and spit out a million times on every like meme page, Reddit, on 
I don't know, panel shows and YouTube shows on stand-up oh, okay. in pubs. So stuff like this. I would right. say it's also hacky. All right. So, yeah, it is. I mean, and I I can fully admit that I've used that to my advantage in a way. Like when I first started, you know, my story about the, the kangaroo and, and, and fighting the kangaroo and stuff like that. So, you know, that's that. And even then, like I, I kind of, when I remember what I was telling, like for me, that was originally, I just started as a story in, uh, that I used to tell at parties for the sake of it because it was funny. You know, it was a funny little story and people always ask questions about Australia. So, yeah. There you go. Here's funny story. And then I started using it on stage. But I remember for a while that I stopped using it for a long time, for a few years, because I was just like, I do not want to say anything about Australia. Because it does feel hacky. And sometimes you're just like, I'm leaning too much into that. But a good thing is, like you said, if you know how to do it well, though, you can break certain expectations. Like, for example, I remember hearing about Chris Rock, like a lot of the comedians when they said, oh, when he broke out in the scene, it started becoming big. In the beginning, they were like, oh, he's doing hacky material. It's, you know, relationships, men, women, women like this. And they thought, oh, here's a guy's doing. But then they said, when they listened to him, they're like, oh my God, he's actually doing it really well. Like he's putting twists in there. He's coming with new ways of examples and stuff like that. So they said that he was actually like very good. Like he took what was a hack topic and then kind of made it his own in a way, like revitalized it, renewed it. Sort of yeah, thing. I think if you do that, if you use some kind of stereotypes, if you use common jokes and stuff like, mm-hmm. I don't know, gender stereotypes, like, I don't know, women can't drive, whatever, something like this, yeah. you know, or Asian people can't drive. Mm-hmm. That's kind of two common ones, uh, right? Or something like, I what don't know. What is it with driving? I mean, come on, get over it. Just use the metro. Well, yeah, blonde, blonde women are dumb. You know what I mean? Like, Canadians are polite. Yeah. Whatever. Like, any kind of Asians have small penises. Yeah. Uh, Black people have big penises. Yeah. Any kind of, you know, if you use it in a smart way, it's fine. But if you just play on that tired old stereotype. But, yeah, you can... That's why there is a difference between a hack and... uh, The difference between a hack and a well-written joke, I would say, is that amount of risk. Mm -hmm. And that's why... As I said, if you are hitting 100% of the target, if you get every person in the room laughing, you're not taking a risk. Okay. Right? Because because I think, take for example, there is this character, Marcel Lupon, mm-hmm. who is a, it's, it's actually a British comedian, but he's playing a character of a Frenchman. Mm-hmm. And he's playing it, he's overplaying it. He yeah. shows up on stage with a glass of wine, mm-hmm. with, without shoes, like he's so, yeah. I don't know, kind of, extravagant or whatever uh he wears this kind of super french outfit with a little like cravat and -hmm. stuff like this and he uh, does it his bits in this super heavy french accent Mm -hmm. and it's all the whole character is built around stereotypes based on french people but it's the format that's just the 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 vessel he's yeah. using, the platform he's using. So the, the hacky, actual the hacky vessel looks like a hacky vessel. Yes, but the actual jokes are smart, funny, and well written. Mm-hmm. So I would say this is not well. A it's hack. the same thing like with Borat, right? Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Like, yeah. So I would say it's hacky in in case of hundred percent success rate. <laughs> so if you know it's gonna work, then it's hacky. If you take a risk and you put some effort and quality and work into it, yeah. then I would say fair fair play. Right. Okay. And to the last point on that accent thing, like when you mentioned Philip Wang before and whether it's good or bad accent, I think it's also more to do with intention, whether you really are trying to like belittle the people that you're doing the accent for 
or whether you are actually punching up. You're just using that accent. Even if you can't do it well and you just want to give it a try. It means I don't mean to say like I, if I've seen people do the accents and they can't do it that well, but they're not doing it in a mean spirited way. I think that's fine. I mean, hell, you got to practice somehow. So, you know, I, I don't I don't quite go as far as Philip Wang on that one. Like, you know, if it's done badly, just don't do it. It's like, well, depends. If it sounds racist, then yeah, give, stop it. But otherwise, yeah. So anyway, uh, to move on, why do we hate hacks? Well, I think we hate hacks as comics. We hate hacks, I mm-hmm. guess, because we see it as a as an easy way of getting mm-hmm. the work done. Yeah, you know. So but it's the basically, work is getting done. Yeah, but it's it's basically the same thing as as we talked about video games, right? Yeah. If I spend twenty hours building up my character and getting all the necessary experience and money and equipment, and you just use a cheat code, and we both beat that boss, you know. But I win. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's it, the question is should it only be about winning or whatever beating the boss because first of all, I mean, I might say well done you won, but that doesn't Thank you. that doesn't mean I respect you for it. <gasps> you know? And I think as comedians, I personally cannot respect a hack. And I'm not saying that none of my jokes are hacky or whatever, but I think there is a limit, right? There is a limit mm. of usage that you can apply per set or per show. So if you have like a small opener that's just like a hacky opener one-liner or introduction of another comic, as we mentioned, that they do so often on TV, in in shows, in different shows and things like this. If it's a small like audience interaction, crowd work thing, and you have some prepared answers that you know are going to work, even based on stereotypes or something like this, you know, like there are some German people in the audience in Moscow and you're like, oh, Germans, is it 1943 again? I've heard these jokes like a million times, right? right? right. So this kind of stuff, okay, if it's for the purpose of just getting that one laugh and moving on, fine. But if your whole shtick as a comic, if your style is Mm. hacking, then I think, yeah, I will, you might get the laughs, you might, people might applaud and cheer and give you standing ovation, but to me, you'll never get my respect. Yeah, and I think another thing is like, Okay, let's take an example. Like for us, I I get why we do hacky material and things like that sometimes. We might lean on a crutch as a crutch because it it gets us out there, you know, especially when you're beginning, you know, you're just starting out and you're trying to find your voice. I get why like, you know, someone of of our level or something like that would be doing maybe, you know, has some hacky material because they might be still trying to figure out who they are, right? Uh, And sometimes you'll make some mistakes or you'll just take the easy path. But... I think that's the problem is if you stick with just hack, then you can only go so far. I mean, you're going to be staying at a club level where, yes, you will get hired because you you do get the results. You make people laugh and people will like you, like you for that. And some clubs may even prefer that over an edgier, in quotation marks, comic. But if you get to someone like, for example, if you do hacking material and someone like Bill Burr or Jim Gaffigan or whatever were to see you, I mean, I don't think they would be irritated. They wouldn't be annoyed at it, but they would be sort of like, okay, well, let's see where you are in 20 years. Because they'll be like, you're not going to be at my level if you keep doing that. Yeah, I think the difference here is how far can you go with hacking? And I think you can go quite far. Maybe you can't go quite far in stand-up, literally, Mm. but it can open a lot of doors for you in general. So I think if you're you're being... Podcasting? Yeah. (laughs) If you're being constantly hacky, and yeah. you're getting people, getting people to know you, to enjoy your bits and stuff. You'll get invited to do other. You'll get invited to do other stuff. You'll get invited to do 
different projects, maybe TV, mm. maybe some, I don't know, hosting of different events, maybe something else. And you can hack your whole life and your whole career. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's, I think only in actual standup, you know, if you want to open for Bill Burr, you can't do that with simply hack material. Yeah. But maybe even you can, you know, based on the same premise, if Bill Burr is performing in China, and you go there and you're like mispronouncing Chinese words and people are dying of laughter. Maybe you can. You know what I mean? But then you have to, for every country, find words that sound similar but mean different things. Yeah. You know? But that's also a, a hustle, I guess. Yeah. Right? So, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is you, I think you can go quite far. Maybe not exactly in stand-up. Maybe yes. If people are like, yeah, he, he's just funny. People who don't really appreciate stand-up as an art form or whatever, but just want a good laugh, you know. And but that's just it. Is it a good laugh or is it just a simple laugh? Well, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter if you just want if you don't understand the difference. Yeah. Okay. You know? So I would say that us, because we are inside this industry, and it's easy for us to recognize all these things that we've basically enumerated. What's a hack? We we see it. We recognize it. But for a simple audience member who comes to stand up once in two, three months and just wants mm -hmm. to laugh, for them, it's just a funny, oh, who cares? They're funny really, joke. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I think it's it's quite, let's say, dangerous for the, for the industry because you can get quite far just being a hack. All right. Now, saying how bad hacking is and all the rest, is there actually a good time to hack? Can you hack it? Yeah, that's that's the the big difference. Can you and should you? Yeah, I think because everyone can, especially if we look at these examples, everyone can do an accent. Everyone can Google two words that sound similar and compare them. Anyone can create this joke that you've mentioned, right? So Mother Teresa and Justin yeah. Bieber, and I think you came up with this joke right now, right yeah. during the recording. Yeah, so I can I can think of another example. You know, like oh, I have only two things in my fridge. I don't know, celery and beer. Yeah. Right. And one thing is a horrible, bitter, tasteless thing. And another thing is beer. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's so you can. So if you are. Yeah. Anyone can hack it. I would say yeah. anyone can hack it. The real question is, should you hack it? And I would say in small amount, in small dosage, it's fine. Again, mm -hmm. if it's an opener, if it's just somewhere to just wake up a crowd, the crowd a bit, if it's just for the purpose of you know, introducing a comic, something like this. Mm -hmm. Sure, why not? Yeah. If you are, if that's your whole style, if that's your whole set, if that's your whole material, if that's your, and if you're doing it three times in 10 minutes, then you probably shouldn't. Even even if it gets people laughing, uh, even if people are in stitches, if they just can't breathe of their dying of laughter, I don't think that's always, you know, it's it's doesn't always show the quality of comedy. So I would say that, yeah, I mean, I would I would applaud you for doing a great set, but I would not respect you for it. <laughs> you you would hire the person for the next show, corporate show. You'd pay them happily with a smile on your face, but you're like, I do not respect you at all. <laughs> well, as an organizer and producer, yeah, if I see that people people want this comic, yeah. you know, why not? It's always a question of, you know, as I said, you can get quite far by hacking because there are opportunities for such mm -hmm. people and such style and such material as well. So if we look at it straight from the kind of business point of view, hack all you want as long as it works. Hack away. Hack away. But if we look at it from, as, a com as a fellow comedian, yeah. as a peer, I would you know, frown upon that. And I would be like, ah, oh, really? One of those? Yeah. Like you misunderstood the Russian word again? Oh, come on. Right. 
What, yeah, nice what, use of the word penis there, brother. Uh, yes, but, penis. <laughs> and what, what do you think? Ah, yes. Well, one ought not to hack, to make it more biblical. Thou shalt not hack unless the, the crowd is dead. In which case I'm like, yeah, fair enough. If you need to like use it as a, well, like a little cheat code to get you over that that hump because sometimes if you're having a very rough crowd or you're just not connecting or something you might do a simply simple little hack thing to get the ball rolling in which case okay fine fair enough like you know if that's what got into got if that if that's what opens them up then fine but like you said it's not a respected thing but at the same time i'll probably respect the person in the sense of well hey you went there you were willing to stoop to that level to get that laugh, to get it going, to save the night. And the rest of us will do our best to keep it going there, brother, like, or sister, you know, way to go. So but- you would say that a hack should be like a little prepared joke that you have or a whole bit or whatever that you know is, you know it's going to work mm. and you have it in like a glass case <laughs> on the wall yeah. which is you know like in case of emergency yeah break the hack yeah right? exactly so- and and i don't mind it if you, if you have like a little hacky bit in the middle of a whole set or a bit like there might be elements of little bits of hack in there but as long as it's not the main structure if you know what i mean you can use them as like little like adding a little bit of pepper to to a dish or something like that to enhance the flavor a little bit of you know vinegar or salt or something like that you can use it as long as it's not the main thing if if all you can taste is the pepper it's a shit dish so that that's okayish but now my issue would be i'd say the most acceptable time to do a hack is at the beginning i would really easily forgive that in the middle i'm like eh, well yeah depending like if it's peppering or whatever fine if you're using it towards the end though to close the show yeah i'd be like that man how bad was your show that you had to use hack to make people laugh at the end like you had to use hacky gimmicks or hack sort of premises i'd be like woof like that's you might want to reflect on your whole thing your whole set so if you're a big let's say if your big combination is Mm. the hack yeah so what you're saying is if hack is soup that's okay if hack is the main dish, that's not okay. No, but only if, as a spice, a slight spice over the top. But if hack Sprinkle. is the dessert, Oof. then it's a big no-no. No, then no, there is no respect. And actually, I would respect you more for bombing. I would be like, please just bomb. Like, just take it on the chin. Like, take yeah. it, take so, it like a trooper. So I think if we can summarize this whole episode in one sentence, it's don't hack, take it on the chin. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, try not to hack. If you do, fine. You know, we all slip. We all do it. We, everyone's hacked. But try not to. Try your best. Hack responsibly. Mm. And in case of emergency, break yeah. the hack. Yeah, hack in moderation. Hack in moderation. Yeah. All right. So okay. thank you so much for listening. And if you want to support us and you want to help us keep this podcast going and growing and getting better, etc., what you can do, first of all, is subscribe everywhere. We have <laughs> our social media pages up and running. We have yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Grinder. Uh, uh, David, <laughs> David has Grinder. <laughs> So, oh, I knew that would make you pause. <laughs> so you can, Wait, what? <laughs> so you can uh, like, subscribe, swipe right, whatever you need to do. And also, if you want to help us develop in terms of better equipment, better promotion, mm-hmm. etc., you can also donate. We have a Patreon page set up, so you can leave some coin, leave whatever amount you can spare to, let's say, appreciate our work. Yeah. 
In addition to that, if you can't, you can also recommend us to someone. You can rate us on the platform you are oh, listening yes, us, us on because this helps us go up in ratings and the, the, the list, right? Yeah. And more people can see us and follow us. Yes. Also, and especially for this one, because this is, you know, hack. I mean, it's very subjective. If you have other things that you think are hack or other hack things that you've seen, please write them in the comments on the Instagram or the Facebook or the Twitter that we have or everything under the comedy kiosk. And uh, yeah, that'd be fantastic because we would love to hear it also ideas for topics you know the more the better the more you know we'll give you a shout out if you do so thank you very much for listening i've been david munoz and i'm igor monday ciao goodbye